Hello, my friend. This is Clyde. What is the gospel? Luke 24, 44 to 49 says, He said to them, This is what I told you while I was still with you. Everything must be fulfilled that is written about me in the law of Moses, the prophets, and the Psalms. Then he opened their minds so they could understand the scriptures. He told them, This is what is written. The Messiah will suffer and rise from the dead on the third day, and repentance for the forgiveness of sins will be preached in his name to all nations, beginning at Jerusalem. You are witnesses of these things. I'm going to send you what my father has promised, but stay in the city until you have been clothed with power from on high. The gospel, my friend, is life. It is love. It is a change force. The gospel is radical. The gospel is for you, about you. The gospel is all of that and more. But let me not get ahead of myself because I want you to know about the gospel that so many people talk about but so many people do not buy into. The text could easily be referring to final conversations that Jesus had with his disciples, the people who followed him for three and a half years. It is his final instruction. The gospel is one big package that speaks of the love of God for humans, and so it cannot be stationed in one place and for only one group of people and not restricted to one moment in time. Jesus was about to break it down in manageable parts and for one special reason. The gospel is for everyone, and he was about to tell them the how. 1. The Beginning Jesus said something simple that we will understand today. He explained to them that the Bible is the book that contains the message. The first thing he said was that the Old Testament is the beginning of the gospel. From Genesis to Malachi, the last book, it is all about the coming of Jesus into the world. That part of the Bible is full of stories and drama and poetry and history. But when you put it all together, it was all in preparation about the coming of Jesus. Number two, Jesus came. The reality of the gospel was that the promise came true. Jesus was promised that he would die. He was, he would born and then he was born to die. No, I don't mean that he died like how many people die every day. Rather, his death was different, and you see the difference mainly in the fact that three days after he died and was buried, he came back alive. It was predicted. This was all part of the prophecy. He had to die and come back to life. Number three, the gospel is about you. This is the part where we have to spend time talking about it. Jesus was promised to come into the world from the beginning of humanity. Well, thousands of years later, he came in human form and died and came back alive. But for what reason? Where is this going? You see, human beings are sinners and they sin. Horrible, despicable, atrocious, horrendous, ugly sins. That is our reality. Humans are experts at violating God's standards and everything that offends God is a sin. So when Jesus came and died and came back from the dead, it was all about addressing the sin issue. Mm -hmm. Jesus did not die so that we could tell people to stop committing a sin that offends us. Jesus did not die so that we could be okay with some sins and be grossed out by others. 
Jesus died so that humans all over the world would be told to turn to God and change the way they think and act so that their sins will be forgiven. Jesus died so that human beings could be changed from being sinners who sin naturally to people who would become the children of God. In order to change from committing violating acts against God, humans have to hear about Jesus and that he loves people so much that he wants to forgive them for being sinners and to bring them into personal relationship with God. That is why he died. That, my friend, is huge. It is exciting. Just think about it. All your life you have been offending God by your behavior. And then God says that I love you so much that if you repent and choose to stop doing those things, I will forgive you of everything that you have done and I will make you my child. If I were you, I would grab that offer immediately. The gospel requires volunteers. Jesus said that these people he, who he was talking to would be the first set of volunteers to take this gospel message all over. And he meant all over, as in all over the world. The gospel is not for one special people. It is for everyone. And Jesus said that volunteers will be needed from that moment onward. Volunteers who will tell all sorts of people about the gospel good people, bad people, nice people, people that you would normally not interact with. Jesus said that his volunteers should not be picky about who they share the gospel with. It is for everyone. Everybody can be a volunteer. Some people volunteer full-time while some people do it on a part-time basis. It doesn't matter. Jesus wants you to sign up to be a volunteer to tell the gospel to everyone. That is an ongoing problem. Number five, the gospel requires power. Isn't it fascinating that in order for a car to function, it needs power? And especially in these days when we have the e-vehicles, electric vehicles, they have to be powered up. Jesus' volunteers get, get their power from the Holy Spirit, and that is some superpower that makes you strong and bold and brave and loving. That is the gospel, my friend. It is the best thing for the world. And in this 21st century, Jesus is still recruiting volunteers. Yes, he says that if you come and volunteer, he will give you the power to do it. Will you be a volunteer of the greatest assignment? Please sign on today to volunteer to share the gospel with some people. They need it.